Hey, this is Jim Grunovich, otherwise known as Real Estate Jim, and today we are going to be talking about why you should absolutely not buy a house. Okay, guys, so you're probably thinking, Jim, aren't you a real estate agent? It really doesn't make a lot of sense for you to tell me not to buy a house, but that is exactly what I'm doing. So, as with anything, guys, if somebody is going to tell you that one size fits all for an entire country, they are absolutely incorrect. So we're going to be going over some reasons why you might not be ready to purchase a home. So the very first reason why you shouldn't buy a house is you're going to over-improve the house. You're looking at it as a family home with a lot of sentimental value. You're going to want to come in and over update everything and put a huge door in and brick paver patio and hundreds of thousands of dollars of updates that don't really fit in your area and it's going to get you into a lot of trouble. So the very first reason why you probably shouldn't buy a house is that you are a little bit too emotional about the sale still. You really are not looking at this property as an investment, which is what it really is. So the second reason that goes really hand in hand with the first reason is that a lot of people just refuse to do the numbers. They get stuck in the sentimental part, which is the first reason, and they just say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing it for whoever and blah, 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 and the numbers don't matter. This is a place for me to live. I'm going to spare no expense. And really what you're saying is, I am going to show everybody that I have a ton of money and that I can really afford to do this and that everybody should be jealous of me, okay? This is an investment. Real estate is an investment. Buying a house is an investment, okay? I cannot say this enough. It is an investment. It's of the utmost importance you do your numbers. So you're going to want to look to see with your current expenses, should you have to leave that property, could you rent it out, retain that asset, pay for all your expenses, and possibly put a couple dollars in the bank? Let's do an easy example. Say it costs you $100 a month for your mortgage and your taxes and your insurance, and it costs you $20 a month to maintain the property. You have a total expense of $120. Say you could rent that property out for $150 a month. That leaves you $30, okay? That leaves you 30 bucks, which is what, about 20% of your total budget, as leftover. That would be a good deal if you could actually do it because not only would you retain that asset, keep control of it, keep building value, but you would actually start to cash flow and get some money into your pocket. That would be a good deal. And the next thing that really ties into the first two, and I even touched on it in the first one, is over-improve the property. Now, this is a little bit different than making the emotional decision to just go ahead and go on the house and basically just do whatever you want. Um, this is more... When you've kind of started to look at the numbers and you put yourself into this fairyland that 
putting in $150,000 means that you could sell the house for a jillion dollars and you're going to make a ton of money because you can't make money unless you spend money. <laughs> and, you know, I really do see this quite a bit. Um, so the most important part here is to improve the property to a level that the rest of the neighborhood supports. You don't want to be the cheapest property. You don't want to be the most expensive property. You want to be something right in the middle so people feel like they're getting a good deal. So this might mean going with the cheaper but much more durable engineered hardwood instead of the luxury bamboo flooring that you see at Home Depot. This might mean going with some more basic colors. This might mean getting the basic three or $4,000 appliance package from um, Sam's or Home Depot or what have you. But I'm going to tell you, your renters don't care, okay? You're looking at this as an investment right now, something that could cash flow, that you could hold on to, okay? Your renters are not going to care. And even if you have to flip the property, unless you are up in the luxury market, you should not be buying luxury materials. If the entire house costs $150,000 and you put $30,000 of appliances in the property, you will most certainly not get that back out unless you found a deal for $150,000 in a neighborhood that carries house prices up to $600,000. Then you've got a killer deal. Then go all in. I hope you have good advice and I hope it works out for you. But for most of us, if you buy a house... In a neighborhood that, you know, say maybe supports in the upper to mid 200s for about $150,000, you've got no business putting in $50,000 worth of floors and $30,000 worth of appliances. It is going to eat you alive in the future and that much I could promise. So make sure you do your numbers and see what is comparable in the neighborhood. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. Keep the cost down, okay? As long as it looks good, people don't really care. Yes, it's going to sound great to put Viking Range and Luxury Bamboo Flooring on the listing, but in my experience, unless the area calls for it as a standard, it really doesn't do very much good. And last but not least, do not buy a house if you think it is going to improve your life. If you are doing it to show somebody, and again, we touched on this earlier, if you're doing it to show somebody or show yourself you're, you're good enough or whatever, don't do it. I cannot tell you how many people I see on a daily basis stretch themselves to fit into a budget that somebody else has imposed on them because they think for whatever reason, that their life is going to get better if they simply double the cost it would take to purchase their home. They're living in a $250,000 house. They think going up to a $500,000 house means that all of a sudden their life is just going to become better. They're going to be around better people in a better area and blah, 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 blah. And what really ends up happening is everybody gets pissed because they don't have the money to support the things that they're purchasing. Okay? So, 
you know, these are all real basic, real simple things. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is if you're not going to look at real estate as an investment in your future, if you are not going to do your numbers and you're going to over improve the property, you're going to be really emotional. The best thing for you probably is just to keep renting until you are ready to take it seriously because like a lot of people say if you get into the house the wrong way you could be upside down and it is very difficult to make money or to get out of that property okay but if you do it the right way you should never get in any trouble because the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is that maybe you have to spend a couple hundred dollars a year a whole year during a real serious depression or economic correction to keep that property, to keep holding that asset. And people say, oh, Jim, then what is the point? Then what's the point, Jim? Then what's the point? Well, the point is you're going to spend 200 or 500 or $1,000 one or two years to keep control of an asset worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And better yet, if you really get into this the right way, if there is a recession, say it goes down 20%, you might still have equity in the property. You could, if you do it correctly, still be able to make out pretty much scot-free but the thing is, you got to come into it thinking that way. You have to come into it thinking, okay, somewhere down the road, there's going to be a correction. We've been in a 10-year bull market. There has to be a correction coming soon. We're not due for one, but historically speaking, it is what happens. And also, keep in mind, guys, if you put it in the stock market and the stock market crashes, Okay, you are losing money. Also, you might not see it physically going out of your pocket. Okay, but you also don't have much leverage there. You can pretty much just buy what you have money to buy. Whereas in real estate, you could turn $8,000 into $300,000 and basically overnight. So so as always, guys, I appreciate you listening. I'll try to post some more of these in the future. Um, I'm Real Estate Jim. You can find me on Facebook, Real Estate Jim. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Jim Grenovich. I barely use it, but I'm trying to use it more. Um, and yeah, guys, I appreciate you listening, and I will see you soon.